Hello and welcome to the Governance Podcast for governors in the Diocese of Chichester in particular. My name is Mike Simmons and I'm pleased to welcome you to this next episode. So with this being episode number six and uh, for January 2023, let me begin by wishing you a very happy new year. I don't know how your Christmas was and whether or not you, like so many people, including myself, went down with something, possibly COVID, and are still feeling the effects of uh, being unwell for quite a period of time. Those effects leave us actually facing daily tiredness and uh, a lack of get up and go which isn't the greatest way of starting 2023. So I hope if you, the listener, are uh, in a better place that you've had a really good start to the year, including and especially to the school uh, term, the spring term in this year of 2022-23. Of course, we already are facing many, many challenges in our schools And uh, it almost feels like a continuation of what was being uh, expressed and experienced back in uh, December. Of course, as you will be following the political news, there are uh, on the horizon the possibilities of strikes. And um, we don't know whether head teachers or teachers or others will be um, putting down tools, as it were, and schools will be either fully closed or um, partially closed. We might hope that it doesn't come to that because of the challenges that that will bring. I've been thinking about this because as governors, one of our challenges is that we are strategically responsible. So whatever our political views and whatever our feelings and support for staff may or may not be, we do have to think strategically about how to respond. One of those ways is because the issue, one of the biggest issues is pay, is uh, something we have almost very little control over. Uh, We all know the challenges of uh, school budgets, but we also know that we're bound by the uh, school pay and conditions uh, regulations, and so it's important for us to work within those and the pay scales that have been approved and agreed already, which leaves us on the kind of other side of the table, but with no particular ability to influence the outcome of any discussions and uh, 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 regulations. So statutory pay is with us, and we have to respond Uh, in that way when we set budgets and our pay committees agree increases and so on. You will know all of this. And so how do we, as governors of church schools, deal with and respond to the current climate of, um, well, I suppose deep concern, partly because of the uh, cost of living crisis, but also because our teachers and staff need appropriate reward. We know that uh, they have gone above and beyond for so long and in particular in the last two to three years during and beyond the pandemic. It's not enough for us to simply be grateful but that's important. It's not enough for us to use well-meaning phrases 
though that's important. What is it we can practically do is a strategic question we need to be addressing. The theologian John Stott sets out an incredibly helpful framework whereby employees and employers have reciprocal duties. Employees have a duty to provide good, honest, productive work he wrote, and employers to provide them with just wages and fair conditions. One party is not providing charity to the other, but fulfilling their own duties. That's all very well and good, and probably uh, you might or might not agree with the um, very theological perspective on work. But we live in a, a world where uh, there isn't justice necessarily for the um, needs of our employees. And we as employers need to be thinking about uh, how we provide for our staff. When I talk about us being employers, of course, that's very true in a voluntary aided school. But in a voluntary controlled school, governors are acting on behalf of the local authority. So we can't wring our hands in despair, uh, neither can we uh, put our heads under the pillow, as it were, and try to ignore what is going on. So let me offer some uh, ideas for you to consider. At the moment, I'm studying uh, for a um, sermon that I need to deliver in a couple of weeks' time. Been set the subject of Jesus, our example, in the form of gentleness. When I first saw this subject, I'm thinking, well, he wasn't that gentle. He drove the money changes out of the temple. But then I began to do more reflection and reading um, around the subject of being gentle. You may be familiar with the proverb that uh, encourages us or even instructs us in the way to conduct a conversation. It says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 1. Or alternatively, in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 17, the quiet words of the wise are more to be heeded than the shouts of a ruler of fools. These are challenging words, aren't they? Because sometimes when we get into conversations, we can take really hard lines. Is that helpful, we might ask ourselves? Is it as leaders, as governors of schools, that we need to be known as those who can speak wisely and supportively? That we are people who know what it is to empathise as well as to open up discussion to ensure that people are heard and their concerns are noted. I'm sometimes told by my wife, uh, I want to talk to you, but I don't want you to tell me what you think. <laughs> and I just wonder if that might be a little bit of a guidance for us in the conversations we have with staff who will be feeling quite under pressure whether or not to strike. And under pressure from their uh, the, the lack of resources that they may have in their own personal lives, let alone in their school classrooms. The other thing that's been surprising to me is to notice that actually the idea of gentleness in leadership is uh, something that people have written about. And they've written about that in terms of leadership in the wider world. 
So one article that I read was headed, Strong Leadership is Gentle. It, it goes on to, to say, leadership requires vision, daring and organisation. But it also requires the creation of strong communities that can withstand failure, uncertainty and competing job, job offers. It was written by someone called Matt Trainer, And so he goes on to explain how, well, being gentle in the way that we lead, which is about our attitude, our choice of words, tone of voice and so on, can be a way of building relationship and encouraging those with whom we are speaking or leading. Or as uh, Mara Angelo puts it, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And then in another blog by someone called Bryant Hall, uh, I discovered these headlines for the need, the need for gentleness in leadership. First of all, practice self-control in difficult situations. Secondly, speak the truth with love and respect. Thirdly, be reliable and even-tempered. Fourthly, care. Fifthly, ask questions and show grace. In other words, be the kind of person who's a listener rather than a speak-out person. Be someone who offers opportunity for people to express their feelings and to show concern and care whilst perhaps not being able to make any real change to the issues that they are raising. I'm conscious that as I'm sharing this, these things don't just apply to conversations and difficult conversations we may have with individual members of staff who are aggrieved by the current context. They also apply to how we conduct ourselves in the meetings we have, whether one-to-one -one with a head teacher, for example, or around the governing body table in a full governing body meeting or a committee meeting. I think how we conduct ourselves, how we listen to each other and respect each other and are careful about our responses, the better will be our conversations. This isn't specifically about compromise or for my views not to be expressed but it is very specifically about the way in which we might express our views. I'm reminded of uh, the New Testament writer James who uh, asks a question. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. In the same letter, he talks about how um, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and it is in itself set on fire by hell. I mean, he couldn't be stronger in his words uh, used to describe the negative impact of the tongue. So I encourage us all to think about how we say what we say, to act and to speak in wisdom, 
in all circumstances, but especially as we face some of the challenges of our time. Well, I hope you found that useful and that you will feed back to me. Tell me what you thought. Tell me what uh, the difference is perhaps making or how you want to challenge me with some of my thinking so that we can share that with others. I'm, I'm really keen on this podcast that we uh, take questions from uh, governors around the diocese and seek to address them as we prepare these, uh, these short conversational pieces uh, week, month by month. Now, um, you will have noticed that uh, there was what you might call some theological rootedness in what I shared with you at the start of this podcast. That's because, of course, that is a major theme within the new Siam's framework that comes into place in September 23. So you can expect this podcast to make something of a contribution to developing our theological thinking what we think about the world as uh, it relates and is related to by scripture, by the Bible, and as we think through the implications for church school vision and our work within the school, both as governors and as staff. So the next podcast coming up will actually be an interview with the Reverend Liz Young, one of our governors in the diocese. And she's going to be talking through some important theological understanding on things like what is theology? And particularly the idea of covenant, which applies to so many of the aspects of governance work and the life of the school. So um, do come back to the next podcast, episode seven, when it's uh, released. Uh, if you sign up uh, in your usual provider, you'll get notification of that. And listen to a very interesting conversation that we had just before Christmas. One of the things she has talked about is when you're doing theolo theology, you just try to think, what does God think about this? What do we and how would God view this place, the people in it? What's God's heart for the people in this place? That's what you're trying to discern in theology. And you're going to say, right, what do I and where do I start with an emotional connection? Do I feel, do I feel God's heart? Do I feel God as a loving God who um, is concerned about people? Well, I won't give you away any more of her conversation because I'll let her speak for herself in the next edition. So before I finish, let me remind you of some of the training coming up uh, in the Diocese of Chichester. So I have a session on the 7th of February on diversity on governance boards. At the moment, no one's booked into that, but it's such an important subject and it comes within Racial Awareness Week. So do hurry up and book into that. It may not seem relevant to you and your particular school, but let's uh, explore the issue, explore the challenges. Diversity is not just about race and colour, but also about uh, age and gender and so on. Um, and there is a real challenge right across all of our schools 
um, to address this issue of representation of the community, the wider community, including the church and especially the church community uh, on our governance boards. Then looking further ahead, there's a session on 23rd of February uh, called In-Person In-School Monitoring. This is really about your school visits and your monitoring and how you might carry that out more effectively. Um, I suspect we may draw on some of this gentleness concept because uh, normally I'm talking about the kind of questions we ask. So that will be relevant. And then on the 23rd of February, for three weeks running, uh, our Making Sense of Church School Governance. This is for new governors, especially foundation governors, but not exclusively, but it's equally for those who uh, uh, want to be refreshed in what it means to govern a church school. Three sessions, uh, three 90-minute sessions, and really uh, would, would welcome you signing up to being part of those learning opportunities. Uh, you can sign up for these on our Eventbrite learning page which uh, is, should be easily found. If not, write to me and ask for the details. And finally, I like to mention Grove Books at the end of these podcasts, so this is no ex ex exception. Um, and the one I'm going to, uh, to share is one of the latest. Uh, it's um, book number 53, and it's entitled Middle Leadership in Education, Care, Carefulness and Being Caught in the Middle. Uh, you'll find this really interesting. It argues that middle leaders have a unique opportunity to combine both leadership and followership uh, as they both care for people whilst also being cared for by senior leaders and practice carefulness, stewardship and discipleship in their conduct. This is care in both the senses of the Latin word caught, C-A-U-T-E. Uh, well, that sounds uh, really fascinating. And whilst uh, you're not a middle leader, you're a governor, a strategic leader, it's important to know and to encourage good leadership within our schools. And so this background reading may be really helpful to you. You can get that uh, from grovebooks.co.uk, grove, G-R-O-V-E-B-O-O-K-S.co.uk. Go to the education series and you'll find that all there. Well, again, a very happy new year. I pray that this term will be a successful one as we grapple with the challenges that we face, particularly for maintained schools going into budget setting period and uh, looking ahead to the outcomes of teaching and learning during the summer term. So until next time, let me close with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for each and every one listening to this and also others serving within the Diocese of Chichester in the realm of school governance. We thank you for the opportunity and the challenge and we pray that you will help us to be the kind of governors who can speak a gentle word and turn away wrath, that can bring peace and reconciliation whilst at the same time uh, demonstrating good positive and wise leadership. We ask this through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And so thank you for listening. Do not forget to subscribe to the podcast and uh, if you have any questions or comments on today's episode please do not hesitate to contact me mike.simmons at chichester.anglican.org. So until next time Goodbye and God bless you.